Welcome back to Mastering Metail, a podcast masterclass on how to succeed in the world of e-commerce brought to you by Essential Digital Commerce. I'm your host for this series, Emma Irwin, and I'm a senior editor and specialist here at Essential. On today's episode, we're bringing you something a bit different, something we haven't done before. What is it, might you ask? It's a recap episode of CES 2023, one of the biggest conferences relating to our industry of the year that just recently took place. We are going to cover the purpose of the event, why we at Essential Digital Commerce go, and what we learned that is worth everyone also learning. I was not at this year's conference, and I kind of want to know everything. So I brought in one of our digital commerce experts to help me out. My name is Hannah Donahue. I'm the VP of Professional Services at Edge by Essential. I'm a part of Essential Digital Commerce. I lead our consulting organization. So I have the pleasure of leading the team that really helps our partners consult and help build out their digital commerce go-to-market strategies, be that figuring out what the biggest opportunity is for them in digital commerce, measuring and benchmarking where they are against their competitors, formulating a strategy, and then also helping them to develop those capabilities. So I love it. It uh, makes coming to work every day a lot of fun. That's awesome. I have a nice little intro question for you, actually two of them. But my first one, which you're not prepped for, was what is the last thing you bought online? And it can be from any online retailer, but the last thing. Great question. I would say usually it's diapers for my son. I feel like that is a always ongoing one. But actually, I think one of the last things that I bought the other day was a planner for 2023. I'm still sort of old fashioned. I like to write down my to-do list every day. And so every year I get a new one. So that's definitely, at least in the past week or two, I feel like I got that. Very nice. I need to get myself a planner for 2023. But knowing myself, it'll be like June by the time I get it. And (laughs) it'll just, you know, and then I'll be like, oh, well, I might as well buy the 2024 one now. Yeah, exactly. I I think I meant to get it in December, but it got here in January. So that felt like a win for the year. Perfect. All right. Next question for you. I'm going to ask it now, but we're going to come back to it at the end as a way to kind of just sum things up. But we usually ask people something that is just on their digital wish list in general. But because we're doing a CES 2023 event recap, I'm curious to know what is something you saw on the floor at CES? It can be a gadget, hardware, anything like that, but something that you thought was really cool that you would love to purchase at some point. So we'll come back to that question at the end, but sound good? Sound good. Yeah. I know what it isn't, but uh, <laughs> I think I can uh, think of some things that I would love to buy. All right, let's get into it. I can go to the CES website and see that the conference is, quote, the most influential tech event in the world, end quote. But what does that really mean? I think CES is an event that really brings people together across industries from around the world. It pulled people in from across the globe that are really looking to drive change and innovate for their organization, for the greater good, for consumers, really leveraging technology. And I think it's a place where those people who are looking to really advance the industry and also really reshape the industries that they work in or are adjacent to them They come together and they learn from each other. They get inspired. They collaborate. And of course, companies come to really showcase the latest technological innovations that their organizations are working on. Everyone wants to uh, show off their latest technology. And you see a lot of the brands doing that. And so it's, it's just this conference that has a lot of buzz to it. And it's a great way to kick off the year. It's in it's in January and, and a great way to start off the new year. I'm curious you mentioned that it, you know, it's where a bunch of people who want to make change and push innovation come together. Would you say that a lot of the things 
over the years past that people are trying to innovate and push forward, actually make it into the realm of reality? Like, do a lot of these things happen? Does a lot of this gadgetry and hardware and all that new tech actually make its way into consumers' homes? I would say a lot does and a lot doesn't. And, you know, I think uh, digital health is a great example, and, and we can chat about it while we're talking today. But there was a big focus on digital health this year. Without a doubt, it really stood out this year, and there were some amazing innovations. You will always see at CES some form of digital health showcase, but for example, a lot of it never really comes to light or never comes to light in certain countries because of could be regulatory approval. You know, in in the U.S., it has to go through intense regulatory approval, especially if it's related to digital health. And so you, the, you'll see things there that are like, wow, that's an amazing technology. It may never actually get approved. Then there are a lot of things that companies really invest in that regulatory approval piece and they do bring it to light. So it's it's a mix. That's just digital health as an example. But there are certainly things that are potentially overhyped, but also some really interesting consumer technology that does come to light from it. And it's it's just the start of it getting seen there at CES. Now, let's talk about why we, Essential Digital Commerce, go to this conference. Again, according to the CES website, CES showcases companies including manufacturers, developers, and suppliers of consumer technology, hardware, content, technology, delivery systems, and more. So where do we fit in? Yeah, we, we fit in in a lot of different ways. One thing I just mentioned at CES this year, there was C-Space, which was really the center for the advertising and content community at the conference. And it was a place where a lot of the leading brands, media platforms, agencies, partners, everyone sort of within that ecosystem came together to discuss how tech trends were really changing consumer behavior, consumer needs, wants, et cetera, and essentially just disrupting the industry and how everyone now will need to respond accordingly. What do we need to do as organizations to, to change this. So we obviously play a role in that space. But if I were to take a step back at a macro level, you think about the different technologies that are being showcased at CES, be it smart home tech or smart city tech, or there was a lot around food tech and you know digital health, like I mentioned, AI, robotics, I could go on for a while. These all impact consumers. And they then, as a result, impact the way brands, retailers, everyone in that space needs to operate in the future and build their strategies, thinking about what technology will be around consumers, because that will shape, reshape consumers' behaviors, how they want to shop, how they want to engage with your brand. So it's really important for us to be there to see all of that and to to monitor it. We go there. Well, one, it's it's a fantastic opportunity to see our partners. You know, after everything that's happened in the past few years, it's great any opportunity to be with our partners face to face and and get a chance to see them. But also, we're there to help our partners who are there to navigate that change and the innovation that's being shown to them. Help them really decipher what's going on. To your question from before, what's going to actually impact them now? What's going to come to light? immediately, maybe more midterm, long-term. How is it going to impact their business? What technology should they be thinking about, watch for? Maybe ones that are interesting, but not quite mature enough yet to really action. And so we're there to help them sort of navigate that space because it is massive. There is so much being shown to them. And so helping them sort of filter that is helpful for our partners. The other thing I would say is 
we also want to make sure that we're there to see what are some of the latest innovations. Because it is a global conference, innovations are being brought in from all across the world. And that's where you can see other technologies that we might not get to see on a day-to-day basis. And so when we walk the exhibit floor and talk to other attendees and listen in to some of the panel discussions, for those of our partners that can't attend CES, we want to make sure we're there to really capture what the latest innovation is and help them think about it and how they can stay ahead of the change, be it through our insights, our analytics that we're doing, obviously our measurement and benchmarking, and then also our partnerships, be it you know our advisory partnerships, et cetera. So great place for us to be at. And now let's dive into what we learned at CES 2023. We're going to cover four big ones today, but there was a lot more going on than just these. We saw really cool innovation across AI, the metaverse, AR and VR, sustainability, autonomous vehicles, you name it. But let's start with my favorite topic, commerce marketing, because hey, I get to pick the order here. What did you see in regards to commerce marketing that you think was really important to bring to our audience of this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a topic that we are constantly working with our partners on because so many of our partners are grappling with how commerce and marketing are really coming together, the impact that it has on their org structure, the way they operate, so many facets of our brand partners' go-to-market strategy. What really interested me, our CMO, Sharon Harris, participated in a panel on social commerce, and it was all about what is the future of social commerce, what's the role that retail media networks are going to play, and essentially how social and commerce together are evolving. And there were a couple things that really stood out to me from that conversation. One was there were panelists that ranged across, I guess I would say, industries, be it from payment or content or the retail media's networks themselves to us being there from a measurement and benchmarking space. It it really spanned. And what was really clear coming out of the panel was how all of these organizations need to work together because the consumer doesn't think of them as as disparate parts. They think about the seamless buying experience or engagement experience. And so that really stood out. The other thing I would say was, you know, again, everyone's talking about, as we do, the explosion of retail media networks. And so, you know, there was a lot of talk about how commerce and media is one thing now. And the top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel is together. And breaking down internal silos and the way in which we operate will be so important as we think about that and how we operate in the future. The other thing I would say is the need to measure and benchmark retail media networks is clear because there is the explosion of them because there are so many. I think we have an interesting opportunity to help our partners to measure which ones are most effective and specifically beyond that, what are they most effective? You know, what are their areas? What are their specialties? How can brands engage with them in different ways? The other thing that really stood out, there was a quote from one of the panelists, Matt Story from Visa, and the conversation specific to commerce marketing, but I think it's, it applies broadly, was the importance of speed and the need to move faster. And what was said was that there's no way to operate from an annual plan for platforms that move daily. And that really stood out to me. I thought it was just a a really good way to put it. And it's so true because of how quickly things are moving and how fast our brand and retailer partners need to need to respond. So a lot of exciting discussion in that space, a lot of ways in which we and our partners 
want to engage consumers differently, engage brands differently, and really help shape that consumer journey as social and commerce come together in a more seamless way. Obviously, there was talk about live streaming and how live streaming has evolved in China and what that could look like in other countries. So just an interesting space to watch and definitely one for our partners to be thinking about um, as they go forward. For sure. It was such an interesting, I obviously didn't watch the panel, but I like saw the pictures and was looking up who all the different people on the panel were. There's so many interesting points in that, especially I'm really fascinated by like the merging of the top and the bottom of the funnel. And then, like you said, the measurement aspect, because when you bring all that together, that's kind of when you think of top of funnel and bottom of funnel, those are two different stages in the purchasing path for a consumer. But when it's all, but are they really that different? And then how do, if you can't measure it, any, like you got to figure out something new fascinating. Absolutely. All right, let's move into you also gave me the battle for and importance of data. I'd love for you to tell me about this. Yeah, you know, I think data is so abundant right now. There's data coming at our partners in and consumers from every angle and technologies are making it even more so where consumers can have more stats on themselves or whatever it may be. But what was really clear coming out of the discussion is that our brand partners still need data. They need data to operate. But the companies that will win are the ones that can recognize what the true insight is from the, the data, not just data for data's sake and collecting all of it. It's not just about having it, but what are you going to actually go do based off of what the data is telling you? I think that became more clear as these technologies start to flood both consumers and brands with data. The other thing that came up, obviously, quite a bit in discussion is around AMC and the unique data that's going to be able to come from that, um, obviously something that we are working closely on with a lot of our partners. And so I think there's going to be a need there to consistently test and learn and figure out what are those unique data points about our consumers and the path to purchase and the way in which they're engaging with media and as a result, what decisions do they make, whether it be those that are new to brand or thinking about what their lifetime value is for that brand in the future based on when you engage them. I just think there's a lot that's going to happen in that space. And it was clear from the discussions at, at CES that having unique data and insights, those insights coming out of it, will be paramount for our partners. For sure. Do you think there's anything like what out there is kind of restricting access to that data? You know, you said battle for getting this data. What is restricting people from or brands, advertisers, whoever from getting that data? Yeah, I think the battle feels more around getting the actual insight. I think there's there's two pieces. Some is it's just there's an abundance of data so people can't decipher where the actual critical nuggets are because there's so much data it becomes almost overwhelming at, at points but the battle is probably more in the ins the unique insights themselves and figuring those nuggets out i would say that's probably the key where the change is happening so we've covered commerce marketing and data and next we're going to cover what we saw in terms of greater connectivity at the conference Hannah even answered greater connectivity as something she would pull directly off the showroom floor to bring back to our partners as important. I think there were a couple things. One that comes to mind is all of the technology around greater connectivity. It's been there for a few years, obviously, but it was so clear this year that it was going to be involved in aspects of life, whether it be, you know, work, home, hybrid work from home, car, out walking. I think 
you really saw how companies are trying to bring that connectivity and flexibility to consumers wherever they want to engage and be connected. It also responded with consumer shifts. So tech, for example, that was better or met the needs of those that were renting versus owning their own home. You saw a lot. Obviously, Amazon showed up in a big way with all of their connected life technology. Instacart also showed up with their connected store, whether it was, you know, their connected tech at the shelf or the shopping cart, what they want to work with their partners on. So that was definitely something that you saw immediately. And those were just a few examples of partners that were doing it. It was across the exhibit floor. Last up, we've got digital health. What are we seeing in this space? I think, you know, on digital health, what you're seeing is that consumers want to play a more active role. And they have. This is something we've been tracking for the past few years. But consumers want to play a more active role in their own health and well-being. And at the same time, brands want to play a bigger role. Retailers want to play a bigger role. I mean, you see across the board, whether it be pharmacy operators, all different platforms wanting to take on a piece of consumers' total healthcare management. And technologies are going to have to underpin this. It also connects to the data point that we were just talking about. There is more data available to consumers because of wearables and other smart tech that allow consumers to know more about their health and monitor their health. And so there was a lot that was interesting there. But some of the ones that stood out to me in particular this year was the technology around caregiving. With the aging population globally, caregiving is going to be really important. Some of this technology has been available in Asia for years, but you saw it there more in mass to think about what's the technology that can support those caregivers who may not be able to be there in person to help people with their day-to-day lives. The other thing that stood out was around personalized care. That goes back to the data point. People have more data. They expect more personalized engagement with the brands that are supporting them in their health and well-being. So you saw, saw a lot about that. And lastly, I would just say it's very clear that everyone is trying to get into digital health in some form and in a really interesting way. And I think that will help advance it as different technologies come together to try and support consumers' health. And that could be something as one example that got brought up at CES was a smart TV with a telemedicine app built in to make it easier for consumers to connect with physicians. And that's just one example, but you really saw it across the board. Interesting. I was going to ask you, you kind of answered this question, sort of, but I'll ask it anyways. With everyone trying to get into digital health, in your opinion, like, is that a good thing? Should all of these retailers and brands all be trying to get that connected to people? Like, is that a step too far? Do you think it's good? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I think there definitely need to be boundaries around it in some form, obviously, because of privacy and, and data regulations. But I think across the board, if different, I think it's similar to sustainability. I think both of these topics are one where people need to come together to help consumers in their health or help make things more sustainable. And it's not about always who gets there first, but how can players across the industry come together to support each other? All right, that's four big topics, commerce marketing, data, greater connectivity, and digital health that we've extracted as things for brands and really just anyone in the e-commerce industry to be really thinking about and keeping an eye on. Before we wrapped up, I had one more question about the conference in general. 
With how fast everything in our industry moves, do you think having a conference like this once a year is enough? Should it be more often? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I think it's important for the industry to come together in, in different forms throughout the year. And I think a lot of the people that are there obviously engage throughout the year. I think that it's a good way for people to stay in touch. But for the exhibits in the map, you know, it, a lot of that technology takes a long time to develop. And so I think for that purpose, having it be that sort of flagship once a year event. And obviously CES engages with organizations throughout the year. So it's not just that one big flagship event, but where everyone comes together to showcase those technologies in that big of a form. I think the current format works well. And then obviously everyone engages throughout the year. Because to your point, it is moving quickly. And so it's important for those follow-ups for what's the latest, how is it continuing to evolve? Has the roadmap changed? Things like that. Those those conversations are important. We can start to wrap things up. And I'm going to bring it back to that question from the beginning, something from CES on your wish list. But before you answer that, I'm actually more curious to know, what is the thing you said that you know what's not on your wish list? I need to know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at CES, there was a lot of talk about autonomous vehicles. And I think there was some really interesting things to come out of that. And the consumer, you know, there's a bro obviously a broader consumer impact, but there's also some really interesting impacts that that could have on supply chain. And obviously we're in the e-commerce space. Supply chain is really a, a key determinant of who wins and who loses. I know we talk a lot about supply chain on this podcast. The reason I say that is I think autonomous vehicles in general are something that we definitely need to watch because it does have such an impact on supply chain, especially the things like driver shortages or automating different parts of supply chain. I bring that back because I think one of the biggest things that there was a lot of buzz about at CES this year was an autonomous stroller. And while I think it is really interesting, I think I'm just going to stick with my current stroller that I have for now. I'm not quite there on that one yet, but um, I'll love to see it. I definitely would be interested if I saw that, you know, moving down the road on its own. So it's amazing what people come up with. It is. It really is talk to me in a year, maybe I'll have something different to say about that one. But I'm not quite there on that one yet. But what I would have loved to buy or what I, you know, I thought there was a lot of interesting kitchen tech, things to make cooking easier. I would definitely be interested in some of that. I think, you know, there's always some of the different robotic vacuums and things like that. Would love to get some of that. So those are the ones that I would say, would be nice to have maybe i'm sure there are other big things you know some of the cars obviously that were beautiful there but i think in the near term probably maybe one of the robotic vacuums something like that or some of the kitchen tech and that wraps up another episode of mastering Retail. we hope you've liked this format a nice recap of an industry event that not everyone gets to go to knowledge sharing for the win i've been your host emma Irwin, and this episode was produced by klaus cancel with sound design by enos tenji please follow us Share this episode if it was helpful, rate it, review it, write us feedback, etc. Thank you for listening and see you next time.